They say absence makes the heart grow fonder, but today on the Grace Slice podcast, we're talking about how sometimes absence can actually make the heart grow stronger. Do you tune out, turn away, or hit skip when you hear the word fasting? Does it feel extreme or only for the really religious? If I'm being honest, today's episode is a convicting one for me, but in a good way. We hope it is for you too. Let's dive in. Before we begin, we want to say thank you to Nav Press, publisher of Donald Whitney's practical book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, for partnering with us for today's episode of the podcast. 1 Timothy 4.7 says, Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. And this is the theme of Whitney's book. He unpacks why we pursue the disciplines and then helps us apply them in practical ways. We're so grateful for the insight this book has provided for this season of the podcast, and we think you'll find it invaluable too. Visit navpress.org slash spiritual disciplines to learn more. Now, on to today's conversation. Wow, so many of us feel intimidated already with the word fasting, but yeah. don't be intimidated. Don't skip. Let's have this conversation. I promise you, we're going to be better for it. So yeah. before we get much further, why don't you, I'm giving it to you, why don't you define <laughs> biblically what fasting really means? Oh yeah, no big deal. Just define that. Um, no, yeah. So what we're talking about today, like we are talking about the voluntary abstinence from food for spiritual purpose. That's like the biblical definition. The Bible really only talks about fasting from food, but our conversation, we're actually going to broaden it out a little bit more and talk about the voluntary abstinence from anything that has too much influence on our hearts or our time. Mm. So there's this really great quote from um, a theologian that he said, the early fathers believed that a person's appetites were linked. Full stomachs and jaded palates take the edge from our hunger and thirst for righteousness. They spoil the appetite, spoil the appetite for God. So the idea of that there are things that kind of take away our hunger for righteousness Mm -hmm. or for the Lord. And so those are the types of things that we want to explore saying no to for like a period of time. Um, Mm. So yeah, that's how you say the words I heard you say just now is um, things that have too much influence on our hearts or on our time or that they spoil the appetite for God. Um, those are words that are convicting for me. Right. Um, so I don't know, I'll just get real honest right now and just say, I can't remember the last time I truly fasted. Now I'm not talking about when I, you know, you know, didn't, didn't do carbs for a while or, (laughs) um, chose not to, um, have sugar in my diet or just turned off my phone. Yes. Those are all could be fasts, but I have not intentionally fasted as in for the purpose of spiritual growth and, um, being more, um, satisfied by God. I have not done that in a really long time. So here we are, we're going to explore this conversation knowing that my one small thing will probably end up being that I'd like to pick up this rhythm once again. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I It is not a regular part of my walk with the Lord. It's one that I've been learning about and thinking about and trying to grow in. But it's for sure, out of all of the episodes for this season, I think this is the one that we came to with like, 
are we qualified to talk about this? Not that we're like overly qualified to talk about any of them, but we at least have maybe a little more familiarity or experience with some of the other rhythms. And this one is one that we're really kind of like, if this is new to you, we're right there with you. So, well, and it's really that this whole entire season is about preaching these disciplines to ourselves, like reminding ourselves yeah. how we need these things. And so, we're not um, claiming to be experts or those who are, um, you know, somehow doing these things perfectly. It's a conversation among girlfriends and friends to simply say, okay is this part of your life? Because why or why not? And if we're going to do it, what is the purpose? And so what is really the purpose here? Is it just giving something up? No, I think it comes back to like a lot of these rhythms and habits that we've discussed. It comes back to our heart posture, right? Like fasting isn't just a thing that we get to check off on our list. Like, yep, did it, done, moving on. It's something about how we come to the Lord how we choose to give something up in order to focus more on him or to know him better. Um, Yeah. I I think that there's a lot more of our heart involved. It feels like a very tangible act because it is so related to something we do all the time every day. But I think when it comes down to it, it really is more about our heart. I mean, the thing is as much as it's, healthy for the body or for our minds or whatever it is, there are lots of things we can give up and it might mm-hmm. be good for our bodies or good for our rhythms or good for our sleep, like turning off your phone at a certain time every day or choosing to go an extended amount of time without eating something, eating some specific thing in your diet. Those are all really good things. In fact, mm-hmm. um, my good friend, Wendy Speak wrote a book on fasting from sugar and her desire is for us to hunger for Jesus. But, um, if you are literally just fasting from sugar, just as a diet plan, that's not the same thing as the fasting we're talking about. Right. So, you know, if we're in, um, some people, um, really recognize the Lenten season, the season Mm -hmm. in the, in the Christian calendar that, um, ends with Easter. Right. Um, and, that whole season, sometimes people give something up, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll be like, we're not um, drinking any caffeine during Lent, or we're not um, eating chocolate, (laughs) eating chocolate or consuming alcohol or whatever it is. But even though those things may actually be good for you to take your um, dependency off of those particular things Mm -hmm. in your life or no social media, like we, we, I've heard about that lately, just no social media during Lent. And that might really be good for you, but a true understanding of fasting biblically would be one that says, okay, if you're going to fast from that, then what are you going to hunger for? What's the, Mm -hmm. you know, what is the, what is going to take its place? And I think that's what we really want to, um, really concentrate on today, because I think what we're missing sometimes is just that it's not just about saying no to something. It's about saying yes to hungering after God. Yeah. And it's interesting. I think even our discussion and prepping for this episode, it's like, man, just looking that when fasting is referred to in the Bible, Jesus, Jesus talks about when you fast, just like Mm -hmm. he talks about when you pray. And so if we, if we want to really take it seriously, it means 
Like there's an expectation that this really is part of mm-hmm. our rhythm with the Lord and that there's purpose and growth available for us when we do it. And so I think even just starting there is like, okay, like let's, it's this convicting for me. Like it just feels, and it feels a little overwhelming, right? It feels like, okay, well, how do I do this? And how does it start? And what does it look like? So maybe let's start there. Ruth, what do you think? It can look a lot of different ways. We've already mentioned a few Mm -hmm. ideas, but what's your experience maybe been in the past? Have you ever fasted from food or something else? What did that look like for you? How did it change your heart? I think just like a lot of things that were commanded or encouraged or um, exhorted to do, they're not things that come naturally, right? You don't naturally desire to go without food or you don't naturally desire to turn away from something that feels good or that you enjoy. And, And in all honesty, just like our first episode on prayer, I don't naturally want to take dedicated time to quiet my heart and pray. I naturally want to go do things and get further and check things off my list and make it happen. So this idea of fasting, I would say true fasting is is a sacrifice of something that comes naturally for you to enjoy because our hearts are bent in our sinful fallen state. Our hearts are bent to want to consume as much as possible physically or spiritually speaking, or emotionally speaking, consume as much as possible that which we think will satisfy us. And so let's, I'll just pause real quick and say, let me just name off of a couple of things that Ruth Jo Simons will, will think, I'll just be honest. Let's, let's tackle a few things that I personally think sometimes can satisfy me. So I naturally prone to wanting to turn to, um, something in the pantry. Let's talk food first, something Mm -hmm. munchy, something quick, um, something with no zero nutritional value. (laughs) I also turn easily to entertainment, right? Wasting my time on a device when I don't want to deal with, um, you know, I think among writers, it's so obvious to me when I'm avoiding writing because the cursor will be (laughs) blinking at the top of a blank document. And I'll be like, Oh, I really got to go and respond to all these messages. And my (laughs) inbox is so full. Right. So it comes naturally for me to go take care of things or to go be, um, uh, totally engrossed in entertaining social media things. It's also really, um, it comes natural for me to, um, indulge it's really natural for me to want to have as much of something as possible so that Mm. I don't have to feel hunger and I don't have to feel empty or sadness or longing. I think most of us know that you come to the end of a night, if you're by yourself in a quiet room, there's a longing that creeps up in our hearts that sometimes is hard, right? We, we had a, um, silence and solitude episode. Mm -hmm. So many of us struggle to have that quiet, utter silence with the Lord, because that's such a vulnerable place to be. Sometimes we're filling our minds with constant um, information and constant resources that we don't get quiet. So those are just a couple of things that I'm not saying all those things merit fasting, but fasting from, but I, I do feel like we sometimes forget that 
the goal is to take what comes naturally for us to indulge in and to constantly turn to for satisfaction and say, I'm going to go without this naturally satisfying thing, whether it be entertainment or shopping or food or indulgence and turn instead to welcoming that hunger and that longing that you just read about from that theologian, that to welcome the hunger and longing that we were created to have for God himself. Yeah. Well, and I think especially in our like Western culture, American society, like indulgence is the name of the game, right? Mm -hmm. Like if a little bit is good, then a lot is better. (laughs) Like I want all the things and I want as much of it as I can think about we don't, as a culture or a society, practice limiting or abstaining from anything very well. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not, it's not the fabric of culture. And then if we look even further, it's not the fabric of our humanity, right? Like you mm-hmm. said, we're kind of naturally prone to wanting more, to holding on, to hoarding, to um, having kind of clenched fists around all of the things that we possess. So to say like, Hey, my regular rhythm is to eat three times a day. And that's really important. And, and it is like, it's not that it's not, and there are health reasons. I don't want anyone to hear this episode and feel like, Oh my gosh, like I have to abstain from food and it has to look like X, Y, Z because it can be different for other people, your health needs, all of those, those pieces. But it is one of those really natural things that we long after that to say no to Mm-hmm. changes how we feel about things. It changes our perspective on the day. It changes our perspective. Mm-hmm. It's like that jolt that helps us recognize what's happening in the spiritual realm, like in our walk with Jesus. Um, I don't know if this is a good, a good example, but you know, when we went through the pandemic, we all had to abstain from actually communing with others. Um, not voluntarily, we didn't want to, um, (laughs) that was forced upon us, but there was a clarity for so many of us to reckon in recognizing like we need people, right. Or there was a clarity when we stopped traveling to realize like, wow, I have not given enough of my attention at home because I'm constantly filled with so many other things that take me away from my daily responsibilities. So there's a clarity that happens when something else that we rely on is removed, Mm -hmm. right? That's the bottom line is that sometimes we can think clearly about how it really is and what we're actually longing for when what we constantly turn to is turned, taken away. So the truth is nothing we're saying that is worth fasting from is necessarily a bad thing. Now, maybe, absolutely, you need to turn from, that's a whole other conversation, right? If there's if there's sin in our lives, yes, yes. turn from that forever. Like turn, right away. From, <laughs> turn from that. If it's like an, an, an illicit pleasure or if it's yes. something that doesn't honor the Lord, then don't just fast, like turn away from that forevermore. But when we're talking about fasting, we're talking about things that God's provided. They're good things. Even they mm-hmm. might even be like, there's nothing wrong with entertainment, Netflix, mm-hmm. watching sports or, um, hanging out with friends or, or a delicious meal. The, yeah. Delicious like, meal or, or, um, having your favorite things. Those are yeah. all not bad things. It's just that our hearts can easily get wrapped up in finding those things more satisfying than God. And so, 
Yeah, I think for me, the realization is that I have not included, and this is just me being real honest here, like we came to this episode and I was like, can we really talk about this? Because I have not <laughs> included this in my life in, a, in quite some time. I have not said no for an extended period of time to something that yeah. would cause me to long and hunger after God in a very clear way because mm-hmm. that hunger would drive me there. And so, yeah, that's, um, that's something I'm really wrestling with. Yeah. I think that example from the pandemic, it, it really is the title of the episode, right? Like absence makes the heart grow fonder is what we've always heard, which is true. But in the case of, if we're intentionally saying no, absence can make our heart stronger for the Lord. So in Matthew six, um, Jesus is, this is right after the Lord's prayer and he is talking to the disciples and he says this about fasting. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. So again, this idea of it being a heart posture, Mm -hmm. that it's not a performance based Mm -hmm. practice that you have to like tell everybody like, oh, I'm Mm -hmm. fasting today. It's so hard. Um, (laughs) I mean, it feels like that sometimes I'm sure, but yeah, like it's between you and the Lord. Like this is Mm -hmm. something that you're doing in that secret place, the sacred space that you have with Jesus, your creator to kind of process and think and hunger for him and learn more. And so it's not a show for other people. We're back to that heart posture. I think another way I'm thinking about it is, and tell me if I'm okay in describing it this way, but it's a disciplining of our bodies so that we can rightly experience the reality of our relationship with the Lord. Mm, that's a great it's way a to disciplining put it, of our bodies so that we can rightly experience our relationship with the Lord, which makes me think of what Piper says about it. He says at its root, and he's, he's talking about fasting. Piper says at its root, fasting is the hunger of a homesickness for God. Mm. So the truth is we were made to have our home with God And when we are not near and close, and even on this side of heaven, there will be a true homesickness when we're walking this earth and when we're not with him in true presence, but only um, through, through his presence with us through the spirit, we're not with him physically. We are with him in presence. And when we fast, it's a disciplining of our bodies to more clearly recognize the real state of our relationship with God, that we need him and that we are hungry for him and that only he can satisfy. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So we're down to the nitty gritty and it's kind of the question that I've been dreading (laughs) since we started, because I know we're going to have to talk about practical steps, but before we get there, let's wrap up like we do usually with our questions. Like what is the gospel truth? when it comes to fasting and why does it matter? And then what's our one small thing that we can start with? And we talk about one small thing because we're not talking about huge, like I'm going to do a week long fast. Like maybe that is your step, 
But what's the small step that you can take that will over time change the trajectory of what you are disciplining yourself to do, the rhythms that you're incorporating? So, well, why don't I take the gospel truth and you can take why it matters? Okay. So, the gospel truth is ultimately that Christ came to satisfy our true hunger. And why does it matter then? It matters because if we're not looking to him to fulfill and satisfy that hunger, we're going to look to a lot of other things and we're going to try and fill that space with a lot of other Mm -hmm. things that will not satisfy. Okay. So here we are. Ruth, why don't you start with this one? What's your one small thing? What step are you thinking about to help incorporate Mm -hmm. that idea of fasting as a regular spiritual habit or rhythm? I think after taking some time to do a little more in-depth study about fasting and not just having it float around in the back of my mind, like something I kind of know about, kind of will need to get to. First of all, I think I want to do a better job of teaching my family and teaching my boys about it and actually making it a part of the conversation in our home. We all, all eight of us, um, abstain from things regularly. Okay. So if that's not what's foreign to us, what's not foreign? I mean, I think the guys are currently not drinking caffeine, for example. And I say the guys because it's Troy and the older boys or whatever. Um, they're regularly abstaining from things. They're regularly training their bodies and, you know, enhancing their like workout performance by not eating certain things or whatever. But what we're not doing as a family is being intentional. If we're going to choose to abstain from something to say, this is not just for health, but right. what can we actually abstain from that might be good and fun and even satisfying for the purpose of growing spiritually. And I, I just feel real convicted about that. And I, I, I'll just, just say, I tend to be so all or nothing. Like I, I said mm-hmm. this multiple times. You've, I know Eve, you've heard me say this about reading my Bible and lots of things. I tend to be that person who's like, if I can't do it really well, I don't want to do it at all. Or I, or I give up if I'm like, this is too hard. And I'm learning as I get older that even an attempt at something is better than Mm. sitting on the sidelines and not trying. And so I'm just going to take that before the Lord and say, Lord, help us to start even small, like start with a one day, one day Mm -hmm. fast. Um, and we will grow our appetite for fasting and our appetite for focusing on the Lord as we practice. And so my one small thing is really get together with the family and figure out what one day and what one thing we can abstain from for the purpose of growing together and coming back together and saying, what do we learn about our hunger for the Lord while we were fasting? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that reminder that starting with something or practicing something, even if you don't like nail it, it's still mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah. Especially when it comes to things like this, because to practice, you still have to change your heart posture, right? So even if you get a little bit, it's good. Um, I think, man, my one small thing, this conversation has been going on in my household actually for the last probably six ish months. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a class that kind of talked through some of this stuff back in the fall. And my husband and I were like very convicted about it and we still haven't really done anything about it. So I think my one small thing is just to touch base back with him and say, okay. And like you to say like, let's pick one day and one thing. And we just need to put it on the calendar instead of 
saying like, yeah, like we'll figure it out sometime. Or like, it's on our radar. Like, no, we just need to, to do it and see what happens and how the Lord would use it. Thank you so much for joining us on today's conversation. I hope that it's been encouraging to you, maybe a little convicting like it was for us. More than anything with these discussions about everyday habits, we hope that this spurs conversation for you with the people that you do life with. So whether it's your family, your friends, a roommate, your coworkers, hopefully today's episode gives you some new topics for conversation. If you did enjoy this conversation, we'd love for you to share it on social media, for you to like, subscribe, leave a review, all the things to help invite people to join us for the next episode of the Grace Lakes Podcast.